NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. You go for a often to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again, it's Wing Nation, presented by Dryden, by DRF Racing Oils, and by Hercules Tires. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post zooming our way through 2020. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing great. Not as good as you. Got all these races, you know, up ahead. Cannot wait <laughs> to get some dirt in my beer. Oh, what do you think we're looking at? One, two weeks from today, I'm headed to Hagerstown, Maryland, baby. Going to see some sprint cars up in Pennsylvania after that. Really excited about it. Really, really fun stuff. That is for sure. Um, you know, this has been a fascinating time as we've been away from sprint car racing with with the COVID lockdown. And... There, there's been a couple of entities that have really done a nice – I think all of racing has done a nice job, from NASCAR to, to the sprint car world to, to the short tracks that have been able to open. But the world of outlaws have seized this moment and really done some amazing things. And we're going to talk to Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group, about this, going back to iRacing and into returning to racing and going forward with CBS and, 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 and where this leads us going forward. Um, Aaron, the, the, the world of outlaws have, have just done a, an amazing job getting racing back, getting these teams back on the road and, and, and getting things back up to, to some normalcy. They really have. And like you mentioned, whether it was the racing or being on, um, you know, Fox that one night where they had Clint Boyer, Jeff Gordon, and then they, now they've got this opportunity with CBS. They've done a great job with the streaming, but as far as even getting the track, the cars back on track, you know, they did no fans. They really have been cautiously uh, moving forward, and I think they've done, like you, you said, a fabulous job of that. Yeah, really, truly is amazing. So we're going to talk to Brian Carter in just a little bit. You know, HRP, they know sprint car racing, and therefore they know what's world, what is best for your sprint car racing team. No other accessory can match quality performance and design as their uh, trailer and shop accessories. 
Top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom build uh, units that they have. They're always adding like the new cordless tool charging station. This is sleek in design, holds two cordless drills, impacts, or, fast, or flashlights, or even battery chargers. And Aaron, it really, really does help clear the clutter from the workbench. It really does. And rostered includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. And don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessory manufacturer. Absolutely. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. All right, we need to step away, but before we do this, we want to show you a little bit of racing, or those of you listening, give you a little bit of the sights and sound of the sport. It was Saturday night. It was down in Kilgore, Texas at Lone Star Speedway, the Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Championship, uh, Circuit of Champions. Their Thunder Through the Plains presented by Hercules Tires Tour. It's Aaron Reitzel, it's Corey Eliasson, our buddy Blake Anderson with the call on Flow Racing. It's our Dry Dean Diesel All-Deftifying Move of the Week. And now for the Dry Dean Deftifying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Elias into the back bumper of a lap car of Danny, De- or Danny Smith. That'll open the door for Reitzel. Reitzel's right there in the wing to wait for the lead. Lap nine, now we come to ten. Reitzel throws a slider, and you've got a new leader. That deaf-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to check out. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Drydeen, by DRF Racing Oil, and by Hercules Tires. And and as I mentioned, I think, uh, earlier this week on a show, um, we usually, to the end of the year, we sit down with Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group, and we talk about the year that was. Well, this is unlike any year, and with all that's happened with the world of outlaws, the, the, the late models and the sprint cars, uh, we wouldn't, we'd need 16 hours if we did this in November, so we need to split this up a little bit, and Brian joins us now via Zoom. Hello, Brian. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, thank you guys for having me. What I really want to do is we'll park, we'll draw the line in the sand and we'll talk about what's happened. And then hopefully at the end of the year, we'll talk about all the great stuff that's happened for the remainder of the year. So it's been a challenging spring. Uh, June 16th, I still don't know where we're going to race on the 10th of July. Sort of crazy, but uh, it's uh, it's been a definitely a moving target all year long. So No uh, doubt, good. no doubt. We, uh, Brian, I are- actually want to go back to that weekend in March. Uh, you guys are sitting where you're at. We're sitting in Atlanta. I'm actually, I was in Syracuse doing one of Lenny Salmon's shows up there. And, and in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd be making decisions to, to 
pull everything down and shut everything down like you guys had to do, like all of us had to do? No, it was, you know, we come off of Florida with probably more momentum than we've ever left Florida with. Uh, we're sitting there in the pit area on the 13th of March. I just finished spring break with my kids. I had a chance to do some snowboarding. I hadn't done a long time because everything's going so great. I get back on Thursday the 12th, and I'm like, well, you know, it's going to be a great weekend. We're running in Texas. The weather's pretty for the first time in a few a few years at Cotton Bowl. And uh, IndyCar starts shutting down. The NASCAR is shutting down. The NBA is shut down. And it's like, what in the world are we going to do? We've got the, the gates are open. We've got cars there. And the whole world is put on pause. And is definitely not the decision, but, you know, it, it that you want to have to make after driving your teams halfway across the country and all of our trucks and trailers and you – have to sit back and go, you know, what's the right thing to do for everybody involved until we know more. We really need to not enter, you know, one night of racing is not worth any of that that we didn't know about. And we had to make that decision. It was very painful. You're sitting here at two o'clock. It's a beautiful day. Crowds are open. Gates are open and people are excited to come see sprint car racing. And you have to tell them no. That's hard to do. Hard to do. We're, not, we're all wired to do this opposite. We're all wired to bring everybody that we can and have a great time and, Damn, that's not the way it happened on March 13th. So, it uh, it was a it was a tough afternoon, and and then the 48 hours or 72 hours after that, you kind of go, you didn't really know what you had. And the, about the next Monday or Tuesday is like, well, if this is the environment we're operating in. We've got a really some hard decisions about how far west do you go? Do you go west at all? And we had to decide really send everybody home until we know more. And that, you know, that effectively then doubled the trip to California if we were to make it there, ended up not doing that. But just the the moving, the ground moving on you that fast was uh, something we never experienced before. So mm. it's, uh, it was challenging, but not, you know, it's not near as challenging. You know, we have a nimble organization. We have a small group of people, uh, a great group of teams and drivers and uh, fans that, you know, that were understanding to know, okay, we were dealing with something serious. We have to take serious actions to, to mitigate it. And then we'll figure out where we land when we get there. So then you have March, which was, you know, absolutely no racing, no racing in March and no racing in April. And it's something that we've never done. And for a period of time in there, for the first time in the history, we didn't know when we're racing next. So, you know, we know when we finished in November, we know we're going racing in Florida and we know the date in February, but for the first time there for about four weeks, Nobody knows when you're, when the next event is. So we, we kind of had to take our own, kind of take control of our own destiny. Okay, well, if we don't know when it is, what can we do to start to ensure we know what we can do to get going again? Which is what started the, some pieces. Well, the fans are engaged and the rest. What can we do? And the iRacing piece came up and said, well, we can entertain them and engage them. And uh, we already have a, uh, a captured audience with the Dirt Vision that had started for the season well, is this entertaining? Is it, is it, is it engaging enough? Is it, what the fans want is community, really. They want to feel a part of something. And iRacing enabled that for all of us there for that period of time when we all needed it. We were ready for the spring. We we're excited for it. We all want that community of race fans and drivers. And we needed to, you know, there was some money paid out during that too. So it kind of, fed, you know, bought some groceries for some guys. And that's, that's a big deal. So iRacing filled in a pretty cool little gap for us. And showed us what we can do. Maybe when we know we're not going to race in November, December. So it's a, it's kind of a, you know, if hey, if the community's there and they're in, engaged and excited for it, why not provide it to them? So it's, it was a, just a 
the ability to brainstorm and sort of be creative. You know, like I said, I kind of alluded to it before we got started. There's a positive in everything you'd be looking for. If you look at, it's easy to find the negative stuff in it. And it's definitely been dark times for the country and dark times for a lot of people that jobs and uncertainty, we all hate that. But it can st- still, what's in front of you, you kind of make your own destiny and you figure out how to make it work. And that's what we've been doing. We've been on that path since the, not f- too many days after the March 13th when we cut that show in, at Cotton Bowl. We've been on a journey to get back to where we were on May the 8th. And that was a tough journey. And it was really surreal. Now we've seen that size of that event in Knoxville and then with the stream at Eldora. You know, those, those are things I don't want to do any more than we have to. And we're not going to be there. It's surreal. It goes, it, what it showed to me was how bad I miss racing and how much the fans are a part of what make the event special. And that was the piece that I don't want to do these any more than we have to. Not only from a financial investment that you have to make to put those kinds of shows on, but also that you get you derive so much of your energy from the people around you. It really is uh, extraordinary to see to see that and how important that is to everybody. So, so yeah, a lack of fans. I had the opportunity last week. I was doing pit road at Martinsville, and 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 Aaron Martin Truex Jr. won that race, and he gets out of the car, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm standing there six feet from him, having a conversation with him in a place you would never have a, you'd have, you'd have to scream to yell in his ear. And uh, it just is amazing. So what Brian is saying, Aaron, about the fans is just absolutely amazing and, and so true. We, I, I don't even want to think about racing without the fans there. It is so true. You know, you mentioned that about that victory lane with Martin. We're kind of getting off topic a little bit, but I know Martin pretty well. And I could tell in his interview, his in his response, how weird that victory lane felt to him like and then you know even Brian when we talked to David Gravel or other drivers at the track they've said the same thing without the fans and I I mean I can't even really imagine it It, it, everyone kind of used the word eerie but you know switching back to talking about making positives out of the situation you know the iRacing thing was incredible but that also led to an opportunity with Fox which I thought was great you had Jeff Gordon and Johnny Gibson together and then this whole opportunity with CBS started um, you talk about more about those positives that you guys were creative and you came up with some great things. You know, the, the FS1 piece and the iRacing and to see the true passion and love for dirt racing through Clint and Jeff on the, on the screen with FS1 was just very, very motivating to me to figure out how do we get this back? It was exciting to hear them. Those are, there's a very sincere uh, joy that is derived from them uh, being involved in dirt racing. So that's very encouraging and actually lit the fire for our guys. Okay. What, what can we do and how can we show this to more people and how can we get it so that we're ready to go back when we go back to racing, like this weekend in Knoxville with uh, the crowd there, how do you go back and you can continue the momentum that we had in the spring. There's so much momentum for dirt racing and for the world of outlaws, sprint cars and late models. So, uh, but, but the opportunities exist even in the dark times and you have to be a, uh, uh, aware and looking for them and, and candidly looking for those positive things that are there. And FS1 was clearly our relationship that we've had with iRacing for a couple of years now, uh, enabled us to do that. And at the same time, been able to, to mobilize everyone to get to the racing on dirt on iRacing. And I created an awareness in a group of people that may not have been aware of dirt track racing. And that's our entire objective year round, even in these dark times is creating, how do you create more awareness for people that are not aware of what we've been doing for 42 years? And uh, that's, that's, that created an opportunity. And when FS1, when we, when we, 
when we finished up what we, what they, we did with them, CBS was interested and CBS was looking for content. So we were able to, with the, with the creativity of the team with Dirt Vision, able to produce shows inside of a video game. The thought of producing live shows on track in 37 different states is one thing, but creating a video a game from within a video game, a, a TV broadcast was pretty extraordinary. And to see and hear John Gibson uh, call it, uh, at, even with Jeff, and it's like, that was exciting. And it created some opportunities. And it got, candidly, it got the attention of the CBS executives about, tell us about what this is. And, and they, when they start hearing about what it is now, and then when they start comparing to what it really is when we're out on the racetrack, it got them excited at, uh, at the executive level at CBS and uh, was able to create when they need content. And then it's time when there's not a lot else going on, uh, the, the, the platform for us to create awareness. That's all we're trying to do. Not changing sprint car racing, not doing the next level, none of that stuff. We are creating awareness about what we're doing and what we've been doing for 40 years. And that's the beauty of this, of this show on Saturday on the iNetwork on CBS is a documentary about the greatest show on dirt for world, for a world of outlaws, sprints and late models. And, and that's an awareness that wouldn't have been there if we'd backed up to February, we would not have seen that coming. So I, I, I would much rather do a redo and start back and go back to plan for the spring, but we can't do that. All we can do is make the best of what we have. And right now we've got uh, some pretty exciting awareness campaigns starting this weekend with CBS and then CBS Sports Live for the first time. It's the first time on the iNetwork since 1995 and over a decade since we did live uh, TV from the racetrack uh, with sprints and layout models. So that's an opportunity that we're going to take advantage of and, again, try to create awareness. So it's exciting time to be a sprint car fan. It's exciting time to be a dirt racing fan right now. Uh, when you look at what's happening across the country and some places that are getting some notoriety that's and, and entertaining folks, giving them the escape from this dark time right now so starts starts this weekend cbs sports line tri-state speedway in hobstadt indiana this uh this saturday night eight o'clock the the eight o'clock there's uh the um the 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 documentary part of the sport the uh, total brain fade on it no, that's right. it's, it's called it's not energy drink for the love dirt is going to be up. Dirt. So we're going to have cbs I, sports i, I lauren albano and i've talked about it a hundred times and mm. and uh I've, I've i've talked to richard marshall about it and i couldn't pull the name of it and then at nine o'clock now you're you're doing human interest stories i think ashley strumiach our co-host is being part of that you're doing you're you're putting this documentary together with a race in the middle of it how's that going to work yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out as we go, Steve. We got uh, it'll it's going to be uh, so we'll be one thirty on the i network, and at eight o'clock we'll have for the love of dirt, which is an incredible documentary that was filmed all through the summer, make you a real sprint car fan and a Sheldon Hodden Shield fan. It's uh, great for all of sport for sports. It's going to be on the network too at eight o'clock and then nine o'clock Eastern. We're going live from Hobstad. And we're going to run a flex time. We've got an hour there. We're going to get that feature going. So if anybody's seen a race from Hobstad, they know that that can be exciting and entertaining. Uh, the, uh, we're going to have an hour to show the feature. So we're going to have some cover stories. We're going to have some color. We're going to have the feature. And we're going to fill it in with all of the other story highlights from the rest of that night. So we're going to compress our program into one hour on live national TV on Saturday night. We're going to do that uh, the, again from the late models on June the 27th. But we're going to re-air the hour from Hobstop first. So we're going to have from 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock uh, Eastern for three Saturdays in a row. We're going to have on live on CBS Sports Network. So we're going to run the rear of Tri-State. Then we're going to run the late models from Lernerville at the Briarcracker. 
And then the next weekend we threw a little big wrench, I say a little wrench, but it's a big wrench into something that we're throwing in the late models and the sprint cars together at Cedar Lake. So you guys know how big a deal it is to do down here in world finals. We're going to do that at Cedar Lake and it's going to be the full first wide open crowd. We're going to have some really uh, state of the art ways of doing things for screening and making sure people are comfortable with the environment that they're in, but we're going to have the sprints and the late models live on Independence Day, big celebration racing for all the world's on Saturday night. So that's going to be from nine to 11 Eastern. We've got two hours <laughs> to, to create that uh, show. It's going to take a couple hours and, and it's going to be exciting. And we're going to learn as we go and we're going to show the world sprint car racing and late model racing. Wow. Now is Dirt Vision, are you guys producing all this or is there someone coming in with CBS or is it a combination? That's the beauty. Dirt Vision will be simulcasting everything. So we'll have all, all of the preliminary, all of the things. We're all doing it through the Dirt Vision broadcast team, the World Racing Group broadcasting team. So we've been doing live TV shows now for a couple of years, 250-some last year. So we're going to add in some layers. It creates some complexity, but we'll be streaming all of the action on dirtvision.com. Uh, for all of those racing pieces, including simulcasting what's on CBS wow. uh, on Dervision at the same time. So uh, we've really done a, you know, the, the world is embracing streaming and we've been able to, to achieve some really cool things there. We're going to use our Dervision team and show the world what we can do on CBS Sports with the Dervision team. And they'll all be simulcast, Dervision and CBS uh, Sports Network there. They're that big of believers in what we're doing on a national basis with Dervision. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Fascinating stuff. It really truly is. And we had Brian Dunlap on a couple of weeks ago and just what he and his team have done. And, and Brian, this probably goes back. We've, we've had our year ending conversation. I don't know. We've probably done it six, seven, maybe eight years. We seem to do it. And I think at the beginning of it, it was like, um, are we going to do live TV and will anybody buy pay-per-view? And when you've seen this dirt vision element evolve in good and normal times, yeah. let alone the flexibility is given you, boy, I'm telling you what the investment you guys have made in it is, is, is really taking the sport to some amazing levels. You know, that's, it's back to that awareness campaign, Steve. What it allows us to do is capture all of those moments to get us so excited about being at the racetrack and show them to more people. We are, we're well aware people can't travel to Knoxville, Iowa, you know, in June Angel, and August, and then pick up every week. But we want those fans engaged and able to see it and stay engaged. That's why we believe in the monthly subscription models, that we can see as many races as you possibly can for the same price. And we don't want you to be discouraged to come out and watch a race. We want you to come to the racetrack um, as many times as possible. Uh, but when you can't come to the racetrack, and we know those times exist, then you can watch every race on Dirt Vision. And that's been an awareness campaign and the, res the objectives have always been to drive people to the racetrack. Anybody who's a sprint car fan knows that you, can, you cannot capture the visceral feel of what's happening on the racetrack and what these guys are doing with five or six or seven cameras. You just can't do it. But, you, but when you feel it and you feel the cars go by and you smell the methanol and all that piece, it, it drives people to the racetrack. And the more you can keep them engaged, the better. And that's what we found, and that's what we want to continue to do. But the, the goal of the CBS Sports pieces is to drive more awareness to the sport, drive more awareness, and the goal to get them to the racetrack. If you get them to the racetrack, they will keep coming to the racetrack. Brian, I love how you keep talking about, and it sounds like it's a campaign for you guys, awareness. Because the product doesn't need to be changed. The product is fantastic, 
speaking of that, I mean, the competition level, these guys were off for what two, two and a half months of not racing and they have put on some fantastic shows since you guys have been back on. Yeah, no, there, there is, that is the beauty of it. It's our job to preserve it and protect it because it's so amazing. Now the same thing with the rules and the procedures, we continue to adapt the procedures, but the rule books have stayed the same for almost a decade. Now there is, we don't have to manufacture the the competition. The racing is absolutely phenomenal. The level of competition guys are going to win. It's extraordinary to see that. And there's really, it's, 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 we don't have to do anything. All I want to do is show as many people as possible, how good this is and how great a community of fans we have and make them want to be a part of it. Give them that escape that they need when they come to the racetrack. And that if we can continue to be successful, we will drive the number of people that are aware and are fans of the sport. I don't have to do that's a we've been blessed uh, we have an incredible group of drivers and teams incredible group group of uh competitors and their families and friends and it's just i don't have to do anything the competition give them a great racetrack to race on and they will put on a show and that's why we've been when we focused on where we're going back racing the best facilities with the best procedures uh we, we could have gone and run 20 other shows someplace uh we couldn't you know that we but we're not we needed to be at the tracks where we could put on the best show because there are more eyes watching us now than it could have ever possibly imagined and we need to make sure that we put on the best show that we can for the race fans that's just it's just it's 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 a, it's, a, it's uplifting but it's amazing to think about that we're in the middle of this mess that went nothing like we all planned and there's more eyeballs focused on it now. That just is a that's a, that's a weird dynamic there that that we're working our way through. Brian, I, a, a crystal ball in 2020. It, and that's that's just there, there's no such thing. You you don't even know where you run in July 10th. You told us that earlier in the interview. I mean, is is it? What do you, what do you think? You're working in 39 different states or 37 different states. What do you expect more of this? Just pick and choose our battles, and 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 when we do race, it's going to be spectacular. Is that kind of the game plan at this point? Actually, we're we're in the middle of transitioning back to the calendar. So okay. over the course of July, um, through Carlton and the racetracks and the and the teams we have here in place with our event promotions teams, you know, World Racing Group has promoted every show. There's been no so we've been. We've been uh, promoting racetracks, taking the risk off the racetracks. So all of that's been a, a production of World Racing Group because, candidly, the financial model is upside down right now without race fans and with limited crowds. So uh, from our perspective, it's important to everybody to maintain as close to the balance as possible and make sure that resources are getting uh, – you know, are good for as many people as possible. So uh, we're actually looking at transitioning back. You know, m- July is a huge month. Uh, for sprint cars. It's the month of money. It has been uh, dubbed that for a long time, uh, culminating with the uh, Knoxville Nationals. Our, our, our journey through the spring, our, our, our efforts in Iowa, the efforts to get the May 8th race, the efforts to get to the 50% crowd, which was a record crowd on Saturday night here for this a uh, couple nights ago for Knoxville, was to get to the Nationals because it's so important to the racing community and the sprint cars. So we're actually in the transition back to what I call close to the calendar. Is it going to be the same? No. Is it going to be, you know, are we going to be somewhere where we're racing limited fans, but all of these other racetracks now have to get started. And we've been using the world of outlaws to kick off the big shows in these places. And we haven't had a big show yet in Pennsylvania or Ohio or New York or uh, Indiana. It's, 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 so we're going to be moving across the country. We're going to be dealing with some of the restrictions that we've dealt with so far, but it's going to be important to do that. So you're going to see the model 
huge crowds and then back to restricted and huge crowds and some restricted, but we're, the goal is to get it back to the, the crowds that everybody who wants to come can come to the racetrack. And um, so we're doing that, but the way the calendar plays out, uh, we're looking at, I just sent a, a letter to the teams last week, kind of laying out what the point funds and, you know, trying to, you know, preserving those and what the schedule looks like. And it's not unreasonable to think we can get to 60, five to 70 races completed in, in 2020, which would not be far off of what mother nature had her hand in it. I think we completed this, you know, a couple decades, I think 2012 was the worst when we completed 58 last year, we completed 68 with the rain we had in the spring last year. We all forgot about that. But, um, but now, so we're realistically looking at uh, 65 to 70 shows uh, completed in 2020. Now I told the guys are going to have to, strap in, we're going to go for a drive, but it, we're going to be racing in places that make sense for us to go racing or places where we can have a crowd and get something back to normal. We're not going to say a new normal. Our normal is going to be normal. We're going to get back there. Uh, just going to figure out the best path to get us there. So, uh, but I believe we're going to get to 65 or 70 races on the schedule. Hopefully mother nature doesn't, you know, she, she'll, she'll give us a little bit maybe since we've been through the tough time already. We'll see. Uh, but that that would be enough to to have a big payout in the end of the year and and have a lot of race fans and give the guys some money to race for and entertain folks just about every place we were scheduled to race. California is an interesting dynamic. Most of the racetracks out there are they're all fairgrounds or government owned, so they're going to be they're going to be the last to open. So we got to really take a hard look at the Western Swing and see what really happens out there. That's probably the biggest. But you know what? There's a lot of Dakotas racing, a lot of Missouri racing, maybe even a new race in South Dakota, maybe uh, maybe something in Texas uh, to wrap up the season and get back out to the east. So it's just going to be – that's going to be the biggest challenge is how far west we can go. Uh, you know, Steve Beitler and the guys had a great race, huge crowd last year uh, for the for the uh, up at Skagit. And I'd hate to, to miss out on that again. So we'll have to see how it goes. Again, one of those, I just don't know. The ground moves around on you pretty quick environment changes uh daily and we're going to keep making the best whatever we have in front of us we can final final question for you um and and listening to you i'm obviously we're motor racing network and and i broadcast the nascar races and listening to you is a lot like listening to nascar uh when 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 we were sitting around whining about not going anywhere they told us okay you'll whine now but when this thing winds up hang on because yeah. you're going to be busy, and I'm in one of these busy weeks where it's like, oh, my God, you warned us, okay, you go there. The, the reason I bring up NASCAR is I, I have been so impressed, NASCAR on the asphalt side and really the major sports side, the leadership, the role that they have taken with all the sports. I'm talking NFL, Major League Baseball. Everybody has watched what NASCAR has done. You guys similarly on the dirt tracks. In fact, you came up with a COVID-19 resource guide way early in this to help all your tracks get up. How important is that for you? It's important to get the races, get the crowd, get the fans and everything. How important is that for you, though, to be a leader in the, in the, in the short track, in the dirt track, in, in, in your world with resources like that? You know, the, this world that we live in with uh, the dirt racing uh, community, is made up of 600 dirt tracks. We need all of them to be successful. Uh, there are a lot of them that don't have the resources that we have available. We actually worked in collaboration with uh, NASCAR, Steve Donald and the guys helped us and we helped them on some pieces. So there's a lot of collaboration that's happening inside the sports world that may not have happened either. And we're learning from that and trying to get, because we all want the same objective. We all, we all need uh, the, the nation back 
running in the safest, fastest way we can get back to it. And the, 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 the pyramid of what makes the community of dirt racing has to survive. You can't take a layer out and expect the rest to be healthy. So we really wanted to be in the leadership role uh, in providing the resources that we created in an open environment and let them available to everybody because we need everybody to succeed in order to maintain that balance that I've talked about for years. So uh, as we are blazing the path, we we really need to bring the rest of the racetracks, at least provide them the resources and then to make the choices that they need to make for their business in their community. These are always, I've said it before, these are, these are local businesses. It has to be a part of the community to be successful. And each of them are dealing with different dynamics in this time. We have to come in and, you know, we have to, for that moment in time, the world of outlaws comes to their community. We have to merge into it, be successful within it, collaborate with them, or we won't be successful either. And if they're already struggling, we aren't going to get any ground. We're not going to get any ground and we're not going to be successful either. So, you know, the beauty of, you know, the chaos of, just what is the world of outlaws, but also what dirt car racing is, you know, with uh, our, our you know, sanctioned 200 racetracks. So we need them to be successful. And as dirt car as the sanctioning body needed to have them successful too. So that the whole food chain, all of this environment that, that, you know, we pay racers, they buy cars, they buy tires, they buy parts, parts guys come back. It, it is a, this circle of life that has to get kickstarted. So uh, we're proud to, to, to provide that and very happy and humbled to be able to provide that to the rest of the racing community in hopes. I don't care who used it. We had drag strips call us. We had asphalt tracks call us. Uh, we had dirt and, uh, and drift. It was just crazy. Motorcycle, motocross tracks, people call us and wanted to use our resources and we posted them all for everybody to use every, the faster we can get everybody back, the better for everybody. Amen. Here, here. That's for sure. It is interesting, the collaboration, when Dave Reef rolled out his boom mic at Knoxville a week before us, I'm taking pictures of the screen and sending it to our engineer and saying, this is what we need to do. We need we need the Dave Reef boom mic like they used on Dirt Vision. So uh, it, is, it, is a, it is. It is a great community. It's a community that's really pulled together. And uh, from little things like boom mics to resource guides to important things like getting back to business, uh, it has been good. Brian, always appreciate the time. Always appreciate the conversation, the candor. Uh, congratulations on the different form of success you guys are enjoying. Not the, not the, the, the big crowd and fireworks success, but what we're doing. And, and we really appreciate your time joining us. Well, thank you guys so much. I can't uh, tell everybody how happy I am and excited to see them at the racetracks for the rest of the season. We're going to be having fans. Uh, we're, we're building towards an incredible world finals. We're building towards an incredible super dirt week. We're building towards an incredible summer of sprint car and late model racing. And that's, that is exciting for me. So I thank you guys for spreading the word. Thank all the race fans for being patient with us. When we tell you, we can only have so many fans there. Uh, but uh, we're on a path together to get to where we want to be, which is back at the racetrack, having fun. For sure. Brian Carter, CEO of the World Racing Group here on Wing Nation. You know, the auto industry is the backbone of America's economy, and Ford chooses to invest more in America because of its rich heritage here. The Blue Oval employs more U.S. hourly workers and, assemb and assembles more vehicles in America than any other automotive manufacturer, and it's by a wide margin. So whether it's a Ford dealer in Kentucky or a technician in Indiana, 
or an engineer in Michigan, we're proud to have them as part of the team. Ford, built for America. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Team Dryden. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen, by DRF Racing Oil, and by Hercules Tires. Um, I don't know, Aaron. Every time I talk to Brian Carter, my mind gets racing. Um, boy, I'm telling you, there's a lot going on, but uh, it is it is good. Hey, it's good to see Kate joining us here on the broadcast. Yes, those of you watching on Zoom, Aaron's daughter Kate has joined us. Hello, Kate. How are you? Good. Good. I'm glad you joined us here on Wing Nation. We needed we needed another pretty face on this show. <laughs> Want to tell everyone who your favorite sprint car drivers are? Okay, tell them. Rico. Rico. We love Rico. Yep. Johnny Scott. Yo, you're a Shots fan. Brian Brown. <laughs> Brian Brown. Yep. You've been a Brian Brown fan for years and years, haven't you? David Gravel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who doesn't love David Gravel? Is that it? That's good. Boy, I'm telling you what, you got Rico, you got Shots, you got Gravel and Brian Brown. You're you're going to get a lot of wins over the course of time with that uh, that group. That's for sure. You got a lot oh, of good yeah. drivers there, Kate. You got good taste in race car drivers. What about yeah. Mommy? Mm-hmm. And Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <what> <laughs> and Daddy. Yep. Yeah. Ray Evernham, that 305 championship race winning sprint car legend for sure. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Hey, Aaron, we do have a little bit opening up here. Okay. How about this? Now, again, weather permitting, governor's permitting, Williams Grove is back this Friday night. Oh, my gosh. I hope someone's gone up with a weed whacker and trimmed the lawn up on Beer Hill to get it ready for everybody. I know. I feel like it's one of the last last man standing. You know, it's good to see them get going again. Williams Grove is such a staple in Pennsylvania, and without them running, it's felt a little bit weird. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when they throw up in the gates to Beer Hill and everyone gets on there? I mean, uh, it's going to be a good time. That's for you sure. want to you want to talk about a reunion? Holy cow! Uh, yeah. That's going to be big. Um, you know, Brian Carter mentioned uh, Steve uh, Beitler out at Skagit, okay? Um, and and uh, we talk about it a lot, and this is about the time of year when the um, Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour heads west out there. Well, obviously, we know the world has changed, and they are not heading west out there now. The good news is, is that uh, they've announced that they are going to head west, 
Um, get this, the, the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, um, they're going to run the Fred Brownfield Classic at Grays Harbor on July 24th and 25th, which is about a month later. And then the Jim Raper Memorial Dirt Cup at Skagit on July 30th and August 1st. Now, I went to that Dirt Cup a couple years ago. I am telling you, that is an epic event. And, and as I've watched this shutdown, I've watched the calendar with the ASCS saying, oh, no, we're getting closer to the end of June and we're not hearing anything. We're getting closer to the end of June and we're not hearing anything. Um, we've heard something, and it's going to be a month later, but uh, it, it looks like all systems are go to get out on the Northwest, and, and I am so excited for everybody involved in that. Me too. Steve Beiler is such, an, he's such a great guy. He's a, a legend of the sports. And uh, to see him, I've actually been on the phone with him a few times through the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. And he's been really hit, obviously, like everyone has with, with COVID-19 and the shutdown. So to see that race potentially happening now is a, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, he's been doing a Thursday Night Thunder series, on, and they have their own pay-per-view, Skagit TV or Skagit mm -hmm. uh, Speedway TV, and been doing really good with it. So it's it's kind of fun to see. Uh, ASCS has some regional races this action, uh, this weekend in uh, Casa Grande, Arizona on Saturday night. Central Arizona Speedway, the desert region, is racing. And this one's going to be a big one. The Sooner and Lone Star uh, region co-sanctioning a tangle and Lawton, Oklahoma, at Lawton Speedway. So um, they're getting back at it. And uh, we're going to have to see um, our, our friend Harley White. She's going to have to keep earning that point lead that she has on the national tour. Yeah, I know. I'd love to see her have a great season. I mean, she's a wonderful girl and has come a long way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We've had in, in, the, in, the, yeah, in the words of MRN, Trouble turned two, apparently, at the Everham house. Yeah, wreck bad. It was a bad wreck. It's okay. Oh, no. Uh-oh. All there right, this go. is what happens when, you know, it's just Kate and I home. This there is where go. I really use a little hand. Lockdown so 2020 for sure. Hey, joining us, well, well, joining us on Saturday on our MAV TV show, Shane Stewart. Oh, and we've recorded this, and Shane has his own moment in that show as well maybe not a screaming kid but well anyhow you're gonna have to tune in on saturday morning to find out what shane stewart's moment was as well on mav tv we're doing that at 7 30 and 10 30. we always appreciate the chance to hang out and talk with brian carter ceo of the world racing group and all the good stuff they have going on we appreciate his time but more important than all of that we appreciate you each and every one of you joining us each and every week here on wing nation this has been the wing nation podcast Find Wing Nation on wingnation.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. The Wing Nation podcast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.